Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. Brittany, you're here. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, hey, wait. Is this thing on? I'm just waiting to see if this thing is on. I'm just checking. Brittany, can we open up the show? Look, this is what I'm going to do today. This is this is what I'm going to do today because I promised Tell myself them. that this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to, as of today, officially, officially add some damn structure to the DJ Eakin podcast. Do it. Do it. Oh, so you're actually you're gonna are you gonna abide by that structure though? Is what I'm saying. Well, I'm here. I'm ready. Yes. Okay. Well, you're here. Okay. Okay. Welcome everybody to the DJ Can Podcast. That that's the first beginning of our structure. That we actually welcome people here when the show starts. How about that? You know. Welcome everybody. You know. So they, Take there the you shoes go. Of off course. before you step in the house. No, there you go. And as as always, I I can't do this without my 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 problem better half. That's what I call her. You know, my problem better half, Miss Brittany Gonzalez. Brittany, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I got food in my system. I'm ready for today. Did you pay for your own food today? I did, but I I did, Eakin, but usually I don't, so I'm okay with that. Oh, usually you don't? Do you have a sugar daddy or something, or do you have a... Uh, no, I need one. I need a, a couple. You have a bae? I, I don't have a bae. I just have really nice friends around me that like to see me eat. Oh. Is is Bay still a is Bay still a thing? Is that still a thing? I think Bay is still kind of a thing. Like it depends, but yeah, you could like yes, there's still Bays out there. Okay. It's cuffing season, so well, well, you know that you crush. Do, I, I you might... know. To me, all you got to do is cut the AC up, and cuffing season is right there. I just cut the AC <laughs> to a certain level, and it's cuffing season just right there. You know, just like that. <laughs> Brittany, what I want to do today is I want to uh, because. 2020 has been a wild year and we're in December, right? So before all the recap shows happen and all this other stuff, you know, that goes on that we watch on TV and what we hear in our world of media, I wanted to kind of go through with you on, you know, things that have maybe, I don't know if I'd say, you know, as my grandmother would say, near and dear to your heart or things that have mattered to you, things that have stuck on your mind, things that have made a lasting impression on you this year. I kind of want to talk about some of those, and I, and I don't mean just you, me as well, but I, I just want to, I want to start with you. If, if you could give me, and, and I could give you a couple of reminders of things that happened. Like we could just start with January, right? Like, and this is just in, in the hip hop community. January 1st, you know, this rapper Lexi, Lexi is out of, out of Minnesota. No, who is that? Um, she was, a, um, she wasn't a rapper that was super well known, but I'm just saying this is how the year started. So January 1st died of an, of an overdose. January 2nd, the baby, one of your favorite rappers, is detained by police in Miami for robbery. That's right. You know, and and it, and it just it just it just started and, going. And to, now he's all he's booed up, baited up with Danny Lay. Whoever saw that coming? You didn't see that coming. I mean, I didn't think it was gonna be official like that. All over the gram, all over each other, feeding each other. It's a lot. Okay, can I can I ask this question? What? Don't take this as me being a hater. But you're about to sound like one? He's not a hater, but he's about to sound like one. Go ahead. That's <laughs> you, a every disclaimer. time I begin one of these statements, you'd be like, Eakin, when people say don't, don't, don't take this as disrespectful, they're about to be disrespectful. <laughs> okay. Now, can we, can we talk about Danny Lay for a minute? Yes. Um, what do you think of her as an artist? Well, I have to say I have like actually interviewed her like two, three times now. And her as an artist, she is dope. Like the girl can she can sing, she can dance, she's got a nice, like, you know, Dominican, the Spanish to her. I, I love her, all all of her. Okay. So do you do, well, you do well I'm only asking that because and and I I, I mean I, I play these records, but I'm I'm just to me, Danny Lay. And again, I don't know how to say this without sounding disrespectful. She's almost to me in that new Tanache spot where it's like we had a record that was kind of a record, but it never really, it's like she's running in mud almost. She's not getting any real traction. And you know what? I, I see what you're what, what you're saying with that. I feel, though, this whole, and, and I know you're going to be like, well, why does it take, you know, it's supposed to be about the music and, you know, the artist herself. But this baby relationship is, she's already, her look is already a little bit changing as far as, like, even more so 
I think she's going to get even bigger. Her music's really going to, like, be out there now because of her link to the baby. You think so? I really do. I feel like they have something there. I don't know how long it's going to last with the baby, but them two together, he is going to help her grow for sure. But wait a minute. You just told me not even two shows ago that you thought baby might need to regroup and reset because we might be almost over the baby. I said that? Yes, you were like the baby is could be on his because he sounds, you know, it sounds a little rep- repetitive, his his style or whatever. And I mean, he keeps and and again, these artists are to me relevant nowadays for for and a conversation shifted a little bit. Are um relevant for different reasons nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. even when the music is not popping, right, they can still be doing something online because right now, we're going to talk about like you just said, now it's like the baby and Danny Lay. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about the music person, it's the fact that they didn't made it official. They feeding each other. They riding around in the car. Because to me, it seems like seriously about her. Not that she's not talented. Not that the records haven't been cool. she is, yeah. The records to me have been cool. But yes. to me, she just keeps seeming to be on my radar because she never stops posting. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I don't even know if I'm looking for music anymore. It's like it's like where I really noticed her at was remember when the the uh, the end my feelings challenge took off and she did a really dope one. You know the uh, Kiki, do you love? She did a really dope one, right? That was great for her because it took her With to like car. Drake. Re- Drake reposted it, so it kind of was like, yo, who's this girl? And the records to me were still like very, dare I say it, tenacious. You know what I'm saying? Like like they were good records, but mm-hmm. it didn't. It I didn't feel like it was really moving the needle. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, I mean, I think that you there's some validity there. Uh, absolutely. But it's all going to change. 2021 is going to be her year. So you but you're thinking it's because are you thinking it's though it's because of the music or her relationship that we're going to be all into her business? Her music's going to get even better because of the relationship. Yes. You think so? I really think so. She's calling him director daddy. He is like in her life, like in her music. So there's going to be some different, I think, producers or just collaborations that are going to be in her hands now messing with the baby. I'm not sure if she should be calling him director daddy because the last director daddy we had, we saw what happened, right? We got surviving R. Kelly. The last director daddy we had. You know, we got Surviving R. Kelly. And he was a director daddy of daddy. He is, the, he right. is the director daddy of all director daddies. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't know if director daddy is a title that anybody wants nowadays because R. Kelly was directing a different kind of movie. Was that this year that R. Kelly got I don't know, but you know why it's top of mind to me? Because I watched Surviving R. Kelly the other day because I, I was around somebody and I was like, yo, you've never seen Surviving R. Kelly? And when we talked again... She, like, hates R. Kelly. Like, she absolutely hates R. Kelly now. Dude, and it's like this, I'm torn between, like, same thing. I don't know, he's a terrible person. All that stuff, I believe, is real. Absolutely, 100%. But his music! His music! Let me ask you a question, though. When you, when you talk about stuff like that, and I don't know what this has to do with our recap of 2020, but we're here now. Well, that's what I was going to say with R. Kelly, though. That's Didn't Surviving R. Kelly drop this year, too? It, that was uh, a big... Uh, I might have I to. Think. Yes, it did drop. Okay, it did drop this year. Okay, surviving R. Kelly. Okay, so so, but let me ask you this: Should we be just as mad at the people around R. Kelly as we are at R. Kelly? Because I always One. think that the the enablers are just as bad, but they don't they don't get the credit. They, they don't get the they don't get the harsh credit that they deserve. And I and I don't mean that in a good way. No, and you know what? You know who else is doing the same thing? Just Lane Maxwell, the the lady that aided um Jeffrey Epstein. Right. And all of his stuff over there with the little girls and the trafficking and, and all of that. Yeah. No. And they all need to be held accountable, but they're not. Well, she is like in jail or custody, but she's I think she's in like a cupcake jail or something. You know, like it's not really a jail. It's like she's she's probably still eating, you know, Burger King and stuff. But yeah, but there was mm. a dude. There's a dude in the Surviving R. Kelly documentary that says he's the one who changed Aaliyah's age on the birth certificate to 18 when he knew she was 15. I'm trying to figure out how he's even in the documentary talking. I'm trying to figure out how did he do this? <laughs> like, what do you when mean? When you go to a janky church and your name is R. Kelly, your name is R. Kelly, a.k.a. Director Daddy, and you give somebody $1,000, they're going to be like, we don't care what this birth certificate says, sir. Just marry her, Robert. You are so right. You are so right. You're talking about the marriage certificate. Yes. I mean, oh, no, her birth certificate, he changed the age because Leah was only 15 when R. Kelly married her. But the I dude in the not... documentary says he's the one who changed her age to 18. So my thing was, bro, how you sitting in this documentary chair like you any better than R. Kelly? No, no. But you know what? His his testimony says a lot. What does That's it say? Only... He got a check for being in a documentary? 
No, I mean, like, it's more confirmation for those non-believers. Like, look, I did that, man. I'm not proud of it, but I did that. That happened. And, you know, because R. Kelly's still denying, denying, denying. Well, you know, R. Kelly said it was his brother in that, in that, in that, in that PM <laughs> What video. a dick. Yo, like, <laughs> yo, that's my brother, yo, that ain't me. His brother was, his brother was in the documentary, like, bruh, that ain't me. Like, I, like, and you <laughs> know, you know, it's also crazy. I went to R. Kelly's house one time for like a, like after all the stuff was going on, right? It, Surviving R. Kelly wasn't here, it was years ago. And it's an, it's an album thing. And they flew a bunch of us in to go to his house and listen to the album. So I'm sitting in R. Kelly's house and I'm sitting there and R. Kelly hasn't come out yet, but it's a bunch of us. I'm just like, me, I think Big Tigger was there, DJ Aww. Drama was there. It's a bunch of us there. Even, I'm going to tell you who he was even there. Have you ever seen Purple Rain? Yes, okay. yes. When you see Purple Rain, there's a guy who owns the club and he be telling him, hey man, you got to stop doing that. He be talking to Prince sometimes about doing craziness in the club or whatever. That guy was sitting right next to me in R. Kelly's house. And what were y'all doing? So we're, we're there to listen to the album and other stuff like that. But while we're waiting, while we're waiting, and, and this is what's so, this is, first of all, let me tell you about this house where R. Kelly, because you know me, I'm looking for anything I can I can find. And at this time, the cell phone thing wasn't super, like, I didn't have an iPhone on me to kind of do what I, how I would do now. But so uh, we, when we're driving, we, we get off the airplane and we go on to get on a bus. We're on a chartered bus. So we're driving, right? And like I said, this is me. Look, in my Look, Brittany, not trying to be disrespectful mindset, right? So we're driving. We're driving through Chicago, and I see this neighborhood. I'm like, if R. Kelly live here, it ain't all that. that. That's how I'm looking. Like, it ain't all that, right? That's how I'm looking. I ain't saying it out loud, but that's how I'm looking. But, yeah. Brittany, we turn this corner, and the man owned the whole damn street. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Brittany, we turn the corner. Brittany, we turn the corner. It's like, huh? And it's like this log cabin type house down at the end, but he owned the whole damn street. Because as you drive up the street, now you're seeing tour buses and stuff that he got that are just his. Like, they just there. Right? So right then, I had to put my whole, maybe this neighborhood is is a little bit different than I thought, right? So we get in the house, (laughs) Brittany. We get in the house, and we're waiting. You know, it's food. You know, this and that and the other. Like I said, R. Kelly's son comes. One of the things they were going to do was they're going to play the album for us, and then they have this other thing that R. Kelly does. And R. Kelly does this thing. This is why this dude is super talented, and I hate that he's in the situation he's in. Every year, R. Kelly does this party in his house that is dedicated to his mom. But the theme is always somebody old school. And in this particular DVD that they showed us that is now, I think he's done it like live on stage somewhere too. He was doing all the Sam Cooke stuff. And when I say he was killing it, killing it, killing it, he was killing it. But the party is dedicated to his mom. And let me Uh tell you why it's significant to what I'm telling you. Because I'm sitting in the house and I'm sitting on what feels like to me kind of like a ledge. And I'm sitting there and I'm swinging my feet. And then I realized, Brittany, I'm actually in this man's living room, but his living room converts to a full-blown soundstage. So now I realize I'm basically sitting like I'm in House of Blues. So I'm sitting on the stage. I look up. There's track lights and everything for lighting and everything in this dude's house. And so they say when he has this party... They shift and move all the furniture out, and this becomes where the event happens at. So there's a stage wow. they perform. This is this man's living room, Brittany. I'm sitting there swinging my feet, not even realizing I'm in this big log cabin type joint that is really a soundstage slash R. Kelly's house. Oh, yeah, but he's broke now, remember? No, wait, all- wait, wait. Here's the other good part. So I got to use the facilities. What do so, you mean? The bathroom. I got to go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> so as I go to the bathroom in R. Kelly's house, I'm looking all around. Maybe I'll see the P room. Maybe I'll see where they recorded the video at. Maybe I'll oh see. Oh, my God. Maybe I, I ain't seeing nothing. And I'm trying not to be that dude in the movie that gets caught peeking indoors. Because, you know, <laughs> I'll be that dude, right? I'm in this room and some dude coming like, what you doing in here, bro? Oh, man, yeah. you know what? I, you know what, oh, man? I, I thought bathroom. this was the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm in a room that's got all beds and desks in it and everything. But I, I was looking for the bathroom. I ain't want to be that guy. I ain't want to yeah. get, get put out. In cold ass Chicago. Not that like, early in the night. Exactly. You know, I ain't want to be Jesse Smoulet or Juicy Smoulet. <laughs> you know, I ain't want to be that guy. But yeah, like the dudes, like, like I was like, yo, like, this is money for real. Like, you know, can you imagine how big your living room gotta be to put like five hundred a thousand people in there for a party and it's a stage and everything else? Oh my God. He had a whole street, Egan. He had a whole street. Yeah. And the thing about R. Kelly being broke, the sad part about that to me. As we as we're in this story now, you you know that R. Kelly can't actually read, right? You know that, right? You know that's the rumor that he can't actually read. 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, like that's the rumor that, that he can't actually read. And then also Can too, he? I thought that was about what's his the boxer Floyd Mayweather. Well, we know he can't. That's because Fifty Cent made that quite clear. That he can't read. <laughs> Fifty's just out of control. If you read, you read this whole page, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Like that, like Fifty's just on a whole another level. But no, that R. Kelly. Like his brother, one of his brothers said in the documentary too. I'd heard it before, but one of his brothers said in the documentary, and they say really he's a melodic dude. Like he kept a recorder on him, so it was like he was thinking of something. You know what I'm saying? Sex yeah. me. I don't see nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? He just he just right there. Like it would just be it would be it would be melodies that he come up with, and then all of a sudden he just go with the words. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he like he couldn't he couldn't like just read, and and even if he could read, in my opinion. That's not the sad part. The sad part is, again, what I hate about this industry is people that you trust will allow you to sign paperwork that's so messed up that they know you're not going to make no money off your own craft. And they putting their kids through college and everything else. But your deal is so fucked up that you're making pennies. And that's really uh-huh. what R. Kelly's situation is. R. Kelly's deal is so messed up that so many people are making money off of all those hits that he did. And uh-huh. he's not making what he should be making. You know, of course, I mean, spending habits aside and all this other stuff, R. Kelly, with the amount of hits that he's written for people, he should be sitting in the house going, oh, damn, what is, oh, damn, a, a check for the songs I did for Whitney. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, is that, is that a, is that a 12 play check? Oh my God. Oh shit. Wait, is that a Michael Jackson check? That's how he should be sitting in the house. Like the check should just be hitting him in the head by mistake. That's how many songs that he's written. I mean, you think wow. about, do you, I mean, that's why I tell people all day. I'm not saying that R. Kelly is right by any means. But to me, in my opinion, it is hard for the black woman to just get rid of R. Kelly because he's so embedded deep into it's, her soul. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Musically, grand, yes. That's a, do you know how many grandkids are about to be born thanks to the generations that started with R. Kelly? 12 Play, Bump and Grind, Honey Love. Do you? Seems like you're ready. ready. Now it's all tainted. So you can't listen to R. Kelly the same way? Nope, not around people, only in private. So let me. So 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 if I'm if I'm at a party, and I like to play slow jams at the end of my parties. If you Don't hear me, play if, no R. If, Kelly. You, if you hear me go, my mind's telling me no. What you gonna do? But my my body's <laughs> gotta go. Oh, so you leaving? You walking right out? You walking right out? <laughs> I'm gonna sing a little bit of it, but I gotta go. I gotta go, man. I can't be around that. I can't be around that. I can't support that. I can't. That to me, I'm like putting money in his pocket. It may not be a lot with the bad deals he's made. And maybe that's part of his karma. Mm. No, it's not. It's not. You should never do people dirty. But I don't feel sorry for him is what I'm trying to say. So what else happened this year? There were a lot of big things. Really? I mean. Well, you want to you tell me something? that Because you already know if, if, if I go. If I go again with. Which I don't even know. I talked about anything that bothered me and that was on my heart for 2020 because somehow I got off on this R. Kelly rant to tell you my story about, <laughs> about sitting on a stage in his house next to the dude it who was, was in Purple Rain. You know, all that good stuff. But, it was you know, a good story. It was a good it experience, was. though. It was a good experience. And I, you know, I, I pride myself on the fact that I did try to find a pee room while I was there. You know, I didn't find <laughs> it. I didn't. Maybe it was at a lower level, too, and I was on a wrong yeah, level. Yeah. I don't think he'd put everybody on the same level. There's got to be like a, you know, a trick door or something. You could have found it. I was going to say uh, there would have been a book, but he don't read. So. Wow. <laughs> you wow. Know, there were no books around <laughs> wow. us for a trick door. 2020, Brittany, what, what, else, what, else, was on, what else is on your heart that, that 2020 really, really um, made you? I mean, there were so many. Okay, so first of all, man, we want to talk about the pandemic that slowed everybody down and made people hit pause on the world and their own personal lives, including myself. Actually, no, you know why I can't say that? I never got to hit pause, but uh, I did get to have to, like, deal with this. Everybody had to deal with COVID and the shutdown and not being able to go out, not being able to travel this year, like... That sucked. I know some people are still traveling. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. You were traveling. Look. Brittany. Traveling. You, look, Brittany. Traveling you, last week. Let me, let me tell you something. Do you think I'm going I'm to be... Yeah, I traveled a few times. Because I was so <laughs> sick of my damn house. Yes, I traveled a few times. A few times. No, I had to get out I know, of my house, I man. get it. There are there were definite, but I just mean for the most part, like you really like you can't just go up and catch a flight somewhere and go live your best life. Like everything's on lockdown or shutdown or just limited hours. And that's I don't like limitations. So 
But and then, you know, the, the, the COVID being real and, and people dying from it, I feel like, you know, we went through kind of like a like a plague type thing. Right. Of 2020 like that was significant and having the, uh, a the but pan- so many good things came out of that as well. Like, like what, what's good that came out of the pandemic? Black Lives Matter movement. That didn't come out of the pandemic, though, did it? That came out of that. That that came out of an appreciation of life after we started seeing Black Lives seem like they didn't matter, like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, you know those. And it didn't. And you know, like even Black Lives Matter didn't start with that, but it did give us an appreciation for Black Lives Matter even more with George Floyd and these type of things. But can I back up into your pandemic thing for a minute? The pandemic. The pandemic did two things for me. The pandemic made me appreciate and pay much more attention to the details. That's for one, because I think the details of like things like what you touched, what germs were around you, how long do you really wash your hands? You understand what I'm saying? The people that you allow into your personal space, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Because all these things seem to be coming to come to the forefront with the pandemic and what was going on. You understand what I'm saying? Because it was like, now you need to wash your hands for this certain amount of time. You all of a sudden, things that you thought were every day that you could just grab, like toilet paper and water and these type of things, right? They just they just weren't plentiful. Like, you just couldn't find hand sanitizer. People are still, to this day, haven't seen a bottle of real Lysol since, like, this whole shit began. Yeah. And, this is, and, and I thought for the longest time, none of my friends even knew what Lysol was because I <laughs> got it from my mom and grandmother. And I, was, I didn't go, I don't recall going to really any of my friends' houses and they had Lysol. Maybe some Lysol wipes, but the actual spray? No. No, well, no, because well, we wipe stuff down with, um, you know, all-purpose cleaner. Well, I didn't really need Lysol. I don't like Lysol. That's, That's what I'm deal. saying. But but then, but when the pandemic hit, though, it was like everybody all of a sudden. Yeah, because yeah, you had to like everything you touched. You had to. That was the quickest way to get rid of the germs. Yeah, but then also too, you know what it said on the bottle? All of a sudden, that everybody discovered is that Lysol killed coronavirus. Oh, it does say that now but they they like added it to the bottle i don't know if they added it but i know that was a pretty big deal that it was like on there it's like yo this 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 disease is this is not nothing new like the coronavirus has been around this covid thing has been here and we've we didn't know about it until it affected us in 19 or that's why it was called covid 19 or whatever but we didn't know about it until like now that it's affecting us but evidently these makers of these products they knew about germs that were out there that maybe we should have been paying more attention to. That's why I say the details, I really started paying more attention to the details with COVID-19 and I mean, with the pandemic and what the pandemic also taught me was more of an appreciation for the people that actually show me that they care about me. You understand what I'm saying? Like a lot of people can say that they care about you, but Mm -hmm. I think the pandemic taught you who really cared about you, like who checked on you, who made sure you were okay? Because, you know, the, the mental health thing became a big, a really, even a bigger deal than it already was, right? Because so many people with their lives had changed. They were stuck in their house. They, they were, if they lived by themselves like me, they weren't around a bunch of people. It's almost like we were in jail for this, for the, especially for the beginning of this thing. Yeah. Well, then also people had more time to like, I feel like you, you were even seeing more of like where people stood, you know, with this pandemic on what side you were on, whether you were a mask wearer or not, whether, you know, uh, black lives matter, whether you were for it or against it, or just like, you know, all lives matter. People were, you know, screaming out the window. So like, yeah, you, I, you, it showed more of who people were because we had to pause and like actually sit and like, listen or watch you know whereas before we're working we're going like it's every day for us it's the routine and then the pandemic it was like no there's no routine now now everybody's kind of like got more time on their hands and you know so there's a lot more staring at the screen yes a lot more but i didn't i didn't that's not but from black lives matter though if we if we're shimmying into that one i got a much different take on 2020 from that one and and it wasn't new it wasn't it wasn't new like i said black lives matter was what probably more like 2013 i think i don't know when it started but i know it's been around for black lives matter is more like 2013 if i'm not mistaken that that it first appeared right but this year it became yeah see july 13th uh 2013 yeah july 13 2013 it was founded right so Mm -hmm. 2020 it became a bigger deal because 
we've seen some things happen on film because everybody now records everything. We've seen some things. But when George Floyd happened, that eight seconds right there of a cop just sitting on his neck, you know, like as if his life really didn't matter, of a grown mm-hmm. man asking for his mother, that type of thing, that was a whole different level of, you know how they say shit's real? That was a whole yeah. level, that was a whole new level of shit's real to me when that happened. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I've seen, like, and, and you know me, Brittany, like I send all kinds of things across the phone to you. Like I'll see some videos, I'll send this, we send that back and forth, we laugh and this, that, and the other. When that one hit, I think everybody saw either themselves or someone that they knew that they valued in that. And yeah. I, and, I, and I'm talking about even my friends that aren't of color, people that are around me that aren't of color. I think that even if they didn't see themselves, they saw somebody, if they were any kind of a real human, life-loving human being, they saw somebody that they've either cared about before or that they care about that could have been George Floyd. Yeah. You know. But I, yeah, I do think that they went together though hand in hand because like you said, if Black Lives Matter was around since 2013 and it really blew up 2020, I mean that this is when all this entire year shifted. Like March, early March is when COVID became like kind of known about where we were like, what is this? Is is this really as bad as everyone's saying? Is it just the flu? Everybody was also saying it's the flu. It's like the flu. Right. So I do think that they 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 went hand in hand in helping each other, or at least boosting the movement to where it was. And of course, George Floyd, that whole thing, like really pushed it out there. But is, is it bad as someone who is as close to me as you are and knows me probably as well as anybody that I still don't feel like nothing's changed? I don't understand why you feel that way. And I know not enough has changed. I would, I know that I know it's not like everything's better now. Everything's, you know, fixed now. I understand that, but I just have seen, like I said, like, and not just for black people, people of color, you know, more opportunities being given more, uh, you know, like Alexandra Ocasio, Ocasio Cortez, or she's in Congress. Yes, AOC. She got her. She's remaining her her seat for Congress. And her voice also was another one where it was like raised her being the Spanish woman and, you know, fighting for for the people. And I feel like we more care about that now than we ever have, at least as a whole, like about equality, about, you know, uh, fairness, justice, you know, like all of that for women. Okay. no, this was a big year for women. Uh, What's her? Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead, finish your thought. K- Kamala Harris is trying to set up an all-female. Oh man, I wish it. I wish I could tell you what it was, but it's like in the works of like she has this group of all females that she's trying to get together and nominated to like sit in these seats. And I'm like, when has that ever even? Think about that. If you look at the the politicians across the board, women are far and few between. Like there are really very little, and and if they are, they're not sitting at the top. So, like, just to see that those changes, you know, like, I'm telling you, there's been a lot that has, like, beautiful things that have come out of Black Lives Matter showing the, you know, Black Lives do matter. Okay. Well, here's my my rebuttal to that. I don't feel like those things are changes. I feel like those things are awareness. Because, see, AOC getting that seat, that seat's been available. That seat's been available. It, It wasn't, it's not now that she could just now get the seat. It's now that she actually jumped out there and said, you know what? I'm tired, so I'm like the rest of you, so I'm going to go for the seat. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's, not a new, that's not a new change. You know? and, and, like, and, when I, and when I say that, like we've had Tony on the show a couple of times, and you and I have talked about this, right? Like, you know, all these companies that suddenly jumped in, and it was like black lives really do matter. This is what we're going to do for the corporation. And then they made all these diversity officers. I don't feel like that made change. I feel like what that did was kept my ass from getting a lawsuit. Because now I got this, this, this guard here that goes, no, don't say that because that will get us in trouble. No, don't do that because that will get us in trouble. But that doesn't mean they really changed how they do things. You understand what I'm saying? And, and again, I, again, I'm not saying that my point of view is totally right. But when I say I don't think things have changed a lot, I don't think things – I think we are aware. I think you have a very valid point. Well, we are very much aware. We are shouting Black Lives Matter. But still, I say it right now. 
we're still not even sure what the hell Black Lives Matter is even doing. And maybe as a black man, I'm wrong for saying that. But we don't even know. We, 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 no one has nailed down for me in all the stuff that I watch, all the podcasts I listen to, even going to the website and seeing, no one has nailed down to me what they're doing with Black Lives Matter to create more actual opportunity for people like me and you. I don't see it. I see people like me and you working, and, and I see a lot of us doing the work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying people aren't doing the work and making people aware. But when we talk change, change and awareness are two different things to me. Like, I can be very much aware that Britney's not getting a fair shot at a job she's qualified for. But change would be to really give Britney that fair shot and then from then on, keep giving people after her that are just as qualified that same fair shot. Because, see, I don't need, because, see, I'm okay, and you're okay if they say, you know what, Brittany, I've been doing you wrong. You got the job. You got the opportunity. But if the next 12 girls that are just as qualified but don't look the part, don't get that same opportunity or fair shake, or fair shake at going for it, where was the change at? That's uh, that's 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 awareness. awareness. That's not change. You're right, but awareness leads can lead to change. I'll can say that. lead, but again, that was my point. I don't see where it has where it's taken us to change. I see we're we're still talking about how where we are. With Kamala Harris, that's not new. That opportunity's been there, but because of what's going on, they were like, "We got to make it happen now." That ain't change. That awareness is that aware. That's awareness. Did you, that seat has they should have that seat should have happened seven years ago, eight but years ago. But it didn't. Right. But it so, didn't. but her being in the seat, that's not change. It's just like. We got a face here. If she's not allowed to do real work, or the people, or or we don't get we don't get someone like her who's just as qualified for another forty years. Where was that real change at? Because we've had all these white men be president years and years and years just cause we don't even really know why Joe Biden is president, other than the fact that we wanted to get rid of Trump. That was another big thing this year, twenty twenty. Goodbye, Trump. We dump Trump. I feel like I got rid of an ex with bad D, you know? But like, you don't even know. D. But you know what? You still caught up in the longest election ever. Because the election is still going on. Because Donald Trump is not even giving up the seat. I know. I know. And he's trying to have, like, you hear, you heard on the day that they announced, like, it's the official it, Joe Biden is president. He's trying to have, like, a, a rally, like, a, a, a to announce his, you know, running in, 20, in four more years. Which I know that's just a ploy because he's trying to get out of the the, the all the corruption that he's getting, you know, um, investigated for by the FBI. I know that that's a that's a distraction, but I'm keeping focus. Remember when he got impeached? That happened this year too. What did that do? Exactly. Yeah, and see, that's another thing, right here, right? That's awareness, right? To me, that's awareness. What did that change? Nothing. That dude is supposed to, like seriously. If you look at the presidential office, right? To me, the presidential office should be one of the most, you know, it's like, I'm not saying the person has to be perfect, but they should at least be somewhat 92% of an, of an upstanding citizen. Trump, hovering around, a, good, Trump yeah. hovering around a hot 48% of being a model citizen. <laughs> not even. You know, 44% of being a model citizen. Not even, if that, right? And this dude is president doing whatever he want with the country. And even, what? what's really crazy is I'm hearing now, like I'm looking at the news even the judges and stuff that he's appointing to look in to the corruption of the election are saying, no corruption here, no corruption here, no corruption here. He's, and he's a, like, so, you're fired. Right. You're fired. And you're who, fired. And so, and again, whose money is he using for that? Ours. Damn. We all getting scammed. See, more awareness because the, the, the things, see. And but this, you know what? I know more about the political system now than I ever have, but, Egan. But that's awareness. No, but then I went out and voted accordingly. But you so. could have voted years ago, but you didn't because you were I worried didn't. about partying. So again, that's awareness. Oh that ain't changed. God. That is changed because I could have been still partying. I could have still been at them Rona parties. But I was like, I'm going to sit this one out and I'm going to do some research so that I can vote, you know, um, professionally. Or what do they call it? Uh, like an expert. You could actually know who actually what the ballot meant. Yeah. You can you can know what the ballot meant. Okay. Yes. 
Uh, we got WAP this year. That was a beautiful, a beautiful, you know, addition Before to 2020. Before we get to WAP, can we go back to February? What? We lost Pop Smoke in February. Damn. It feels like... It almost wow. feels like Pop Smoke ain't been gone, except for we don't get any interviews, right? Because his music has been has been his away like still, all year, right? And it still hits. Like, we're playing uh, right now, What You Know About Love, I Got What You Need. Why do chicks like hood thug songs? I just, I, I mean, don't thug, know. I mean, not hood thug songs, but hood thug love songs. That's what they are, oh, they're thug love songs. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Cause Pop Smoke ain't, I guess he talking romantic. You know, she leaves me a naked picture every morning. <laughs> okay, bro. Like you know, hey. Can speaking of which, this this is this is another thing to me that happened in 2020. And again, I think I have unpopular opinions on all of these things. I think on 2020, in 2020, if we haven't already, we need to admit to ourselves that this isn't exactly the rap industry anymore. You know what it is to me? What? It's a lot of gang affiliation gang affiliated people who happen to know how to rap dude or have their hands in it right for but, some reason but they're why? real but the real affiliation though to me the gang life means more to them than the actual music yeah well isn't it like also gang life you can't just get out of that like yeah you but at the to... same time and here's my take on that let me here's my take on that i'm not saying because think about it snoop dog has been around mm, and affiliated with the with the crips from day one right even uh-huh. the even the game and his his Pyru affiliation, right? But one thing I think, and I and I and I wish Suge Knight had done this better. When you get to be making the movement that they did, to me, you do you do your boys better by showing them a way out. And that's not mm-hmm. not saying that you dis dis like you know what I'm saying, but because you can't bring that in this, and it's not going to work. And all you do wind up doing is once everybody gets locked up, all that hard work that you've done, some other man. That ain't never been on the block, but been selling that that culture to our people over and over again. He's just putting his kids through college with that. But mm-hmm. your family's over here struggling because now you gone. You might have got a couple of checks, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you that the company and the people up higher up the ladder will eat off of Pop Smoke's music long after his family stops eating off of it. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the sad part about the music industry. And that's what's, you know, like you look at these kids like King Vaughn, right? I still see dudes who are like his older relatives or like older than him still talking about this other dude can't do shows. That is not why, to me, you got into this hip hop thing. Like, didn't you get into this to get out? Like, yeah. I, I, every hustler that I know that talks about getting out, they trying to get out. Like, they don't, they're not, they, they, they love the money that they made. And, they, and of course, they want the money and the riches. But they don't want to have to sleep with one eye open all the time and they girl can't go nowhere. Somebody could pick their kid up and, and threaten them. With, they, they trying yeah. to get out of that because they want better for the next set behind them. Everybody I know that's been real hustlers. That when they say they're trying to get out, they're trying to make a way better for the, for the next set of people behind them. Honestly, I don't know too much about that life, but I don't know how you ever get out of it. Like, I don't know how you, I, I feel like it's really difficult to, to separate yourself. I would say that if I didn't watch Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has been Crip affiliated from day one of us knowing about Snoop Dogg. Well, he needs to drop the secrets on how he Well, did I it. think the secret, though, also, too, is what Snoop is. Yes, you can keep some of those people around you, but you teach them this game as well. Like, they, like it's not like, let's not act like gangbangers is all dummies and just out here shooting people. There's a method to what they're doing. They got a hierarchy. They do business. They make real money. So it ain't mm-hmm. like they couldn't get into this business and do the same thing. Let's look look at LeBron. Look at LeBron James. When LeBron James James came out of college, I mean, came out of high school, we knew LeBron was going to be big business. But you know what LeBron friends did? Like Maverick Carter, some of the other people around him, they what? started to learn the game. So now when LeBron is on the court still being the number one player in the world, they out here doing business deals based on the fact that of the business of LeBron. That to me is what you teach your friends, gangbanger or not. I think they're smart enough. Yo, man, I don't think people give gangbangers and hustlers enough credit. That is a full. People think gangbanging and hustling is a yeah. Wake up in the morning, shoot two people, and I go home. No, it's a full time job because you in a hierarchy. You got there's all sorts of money and deals being made left and right. There's all kinds of things going on with that, just like a business. So the hustle is what 
they should bring over here into the hip hop thing. You know, and of course you still gotta you still gotta take care of your own. You still gotta you can't be. I mean, those same dudes that that would normally want to shoot somebody in the hood. Why couldn't they go to to firearms and and uh, bodyguard training? And then they're officially doing that business. So now when their friends like Snoop are coming up in this rap thing, they officially license now to protect Snoop. Mm, that, I see what you're saying. That way if something goes down, right, it's not like now I'm just out here some dude with a gun around Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Yo, this is what I get paid to do. I am officially Snoop's security. I see. That to me is the lessons we can teach these, teach, teach, teach to me our people. That, that, that to me is what is happening to the industry right now. Yeah, we got all these dudes around, but anybody can buy weed. Anybody can roll a blunt if they practice enough. You would think. But to me, the real win is show your man, like, yo, bro, like, you know what, bro? We got enough right now for an initial investment, quarter million. You've been doing cars and stuff since I've known you in the hood. Let's officially use my star power, get you a car shop. Now my celebrity friends want to come in because you've always been good at this, but now we're going to help blow your business up. Boom. I like that. I like that, Egan. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm talking about that. And and see, I think what happened, what's happening in 2020 that we got to fix in 2021 is I just think it's more about it's, 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 it's that culture and a couple of people within that culture know how to rap. So then we get a song here and there, but everything else that's being followed or talked about them on these blogs and everything else is a beef. It's a, it's a, somebody caught somebody lacking, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, how many, how many more of our people do, or are these young kids that don't even make it to 25, do we want to see on a video getting killed? It's so crazy. And I know, I know it's been a lot, and it's a lot in the hip-hop world, in the industry. I think, we got, I think we've had 10 rappers get shot and killed this year. I think. Oh, my Now, that God. ain't even including, I think the game posted that the other day. He was like, we've had 10 rappers, 10 rappers shot and killed this year. And he said... And these young rappers asked me, what do I think they should be doing? And he was like, stay in the house. Like, that's crazy. You, you work all this hard to get to where you're getting flown to out of the country to perform your craft. Like Pop Smoke. Let's look at Pop Smoke was 20 years old when he really was starting to blow. He hadn't even all the way blowed the way he's blowing right now, right? Mm-hmm. Pop Smoke was in Cali in a million-dollar mansion when he got killed. Yeah. That's, do you know how far, far out of Brooklyn on the block that is? No. Well, let me just tell you. He lived in the pro, He's from the projects of Brooklyn. That's a far, far cry to being a million dollar house on the West Coast. That's way out of the hood. Range Rovers shopping at the finest stores, and some hood kids saw what he posted, saw the address, went to the house for robbery, and now we don't got a kid at twenty. I don't know. You can, I don't know how you stop that cycle. Well, I don't know. That's another thing in 2020 that super affected me that I, I figured we got to work on because I, I don't think, I think it's, it's, I think it's whack that, you know, we watch these kids create this, create these different art forms, whether they, they come from dancing, whether they come from whatever they do. And, and I'd say this, I don't even like all of this music, but I respect it. I respect the movement. Like I respect it. Like I'm, I've become more right. of a fan of Pop Smoke after I watched what they did and put his album together. I was like, yo, these are some really dope records. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were some really dope records. You know, how they put them together even after he was gone. So, but I'm, I have no interest in catching up to the Pop Smoke, the the Woo Gang movement. I, I have no interest. I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't want to see any more of kids who look like me caught out there, caught lacking because some blogger posts that and now he got thousands and thousands of views because that's what he's posting. Like, I want them to, if they graded this art form, let's let's live and be able to support the next generation off of this art form. So I guess if I could say 2020 did to me too, it's like we got to figure out a way to, excuse me, stop losing. These kids ain't even 30. I know, I know. And it's it's also though, you know, it's like one of those things too. How do you put out this like, this need for money, power, you know, and to, to the point where they're willing to take lives to get to it. 
You know what I mean? Like how that's a whole nother thing of like this. To me, I've never felt like life was about all the money you can make. You know, like life is about being rich. That would be nice, but that's not why we're here. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I've never had that mentality, but I feel like it's very prevalent that it's always about you having the most money, being the richest, being, you know, the coolest person in the room. Like, and until I feel like, I don't know, I know it affects like. It's this now. What is that? The phone. What? The phone? It's this. I didn't like, even think about it. it. People spend all day watching other people's lives, and what oh. do they what do they like the most? People that are rich, people that are showing them money all the time on the screen, people that are showing them that they got the new car. That's what that's what we keep showing these kids, especially in hip hop. I mean, hip hop has always been braggadocious I- and about bravado, but with that phone now, it's directly like, "Yo, you see, I got it. You want this? You see, I got it." And and what right, we, what, right. No, what we also don't do too, and I, I think somebody needs to teach a class on this. Somebody needs to teach these hip hop kids that yo like. You can entertain and still go home alive. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger do it on the regular. How many people has he killed in, has he killed in Terminator? He <laughs> killed a whole lot of people in Terminator. And when they say cut, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to his mansion. He goes home. He goes home. Meanwhile, we go to a hookah lounge and we get killed in the parking lot. Why? What is it? We got to shift the culture in the way of thinking. Yeah, That's what we got to Exactly. We got to shift the culture in the way of thinking. I know you want to get to this, what also happened in 2020. What else? Make the stallion lied on Tory Lanez. She lied on Tory Lanez? He needs, we need a conviction. Make That's stallion, what we need. Make the stallion lied on Tory Lanez. I cannot. Make the stallion lied on Tory Lanez in 2020. See, you know what? That's how you're you're going to have a bad One more time for the people in the back. Meg Thee Stallion might have lied on Tory Lanez in 2020. Okay, seriously. I don't know if Megan Thee Stallion lied on Tory Lanez in 2020, but I know that was a pretty big damn story. So, Brittany, I'll give it to you. I'll give this one to you. How did the Meg Thee Stallion, Tory Lanez story affect you in 2020? I felt so disrespected for black women. Absolutely. Megan was not lying. Megan tried to protect them in that in that moment, still tried to protect him, still thought about him. And I know she wasn't just like, oh, I'm gonna tell everybody that I was just trying to protect him. No, that is a real thing. Okay. She did not want those police officers to know there was a gun involved. So that alone to me was like, you gotta give me like he should be so much more just like thankful for Megan, for how she did that. And then eventually, like, everything came out, and I know some people don't even believe that he shot her. But it made me feel like Megan really did not get... Uh, for, for Tori to be still be able to get back on right now, he's doing music, he dropped a... a how many songs did he just drop, like, a month ago? Uh, you know, and then... He's back on quarantine radio. We're doing his lives all back again with the girls twerking, milk throwing milk all over them like nothing ever happened. Uh, no, he needs to go do some inner soul work, community service, and he needs to apologize to Megan. So I feel like I still haven't gotten my justice for Megan the Stallion. So you feel that Megan took the ultimate disrespect from Tony? Yeah. From Tory, and and the fact that anyone is supporting him still blows my mind. Well, did you watch any part of Quarantine Radio when it came back on? Well, only because like I have to as a blogger, as uh, for what I just want to know how you. I just want to know how you know milk is being poured on butt cheeks because <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. Oh, Jason was quite surprised when he heard that milk was back to being poured on butt cheeks on Quarantine yep, Radio. A bunch, a bunch, and you know. So what? how long did you watch to know that a bunch of milk is being poured on butt cheeks? Eakin, don't ask me how I get my information. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you said you watched. How long did you? How long did you watch and support and stay in that live? Maybe like not even ten minutes. So you stayed in there for minutes. nine and a half. <laughs> Something like that. But I, I, I wanted to see what he was doing. I wanted to see, like, you know, is this the same Tory as before? Like, nothing's happened. Is this the Tory that's gonna, you know, address some things and apologize? Nope. Nope. There you go. Where's the milk? Where's the milk? But wait a minute. That man is an open court case. He can't discuss that. Why do, and why do why does everybody on social media feel like he needs to discuss things with them? Why is that? Okay. Like like what is what happened in 2020 that we got to discuss things with everybody on social media? 
okay, I get the court. Okay, technically, yes. But I feel like, you know, for him to go out and say, Megan's lying, the truth's gonna come out, you know, all these insinuations that Megan's lying. It's like, even if he doesn't tell us, go talk to Meg, yo. Go, but Meg like, won't talk to him. She blocked him. You, you. I mean, she, she, she stopped following him on the gram, which is what y'all love so much, girl. She don't follow him. No I got more. an she email. Him. I have an email. You can up. You can create another account and hit me up. So she gonna read that? What? What's the issue? You think that Meg's gonna read that? You think Meg's gonna read that? And you're frozen, by the way. I had a friend literally like. Oh, you're back now. You were frozen for a second. Wait, go the, ahead. The connection cut up. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, damn. I said I've had a friend who I blocked, and she went out of her way to email me and send me uh, messages from her man's account. Did you talk to, to make her? sure I got the message? Did you talk nope. to her? See, so what difference? No. You said it yourself. You don't even. You don't care where the messages came from. You wasn't trying to hear. It. Meg then Meg then got uh, fu rings and everything. She ain't trying to talk to Tori. Well, she don't want to listen. So if you're on social media calling me insinuating I'm a liar, yeah, there's nothing in the DMs for us. Well, Brittany, so so there you go. So that shoots down him talking to her. So what else can he do? The man has to make a living. His living he's, is made by entertaining. He, he's us. he's got to go and work at Subway from now on. That's what it is. That's what it is, Ekin. That's the only way I will feel like he's truly sorry. Go go make sandwiches. So as you walk into 2021, and the truth might come out in 2021 when they go to trial, do you... I would... What? If if it comes out that Tori has been telling the truth all along, will you come know. on this very podcast and apologize to Tori Lanes? I will, because I'm not going to have to. So, yeah, I totally will. Okay, but I, just, I know I'm. I just, I roll this tape back is all I'm saying. I just roll it back. Sure. Tory Lanez is guilty, Your Honor. I am a witness. I saw the video. I saw Megan's tweet. Guilty. Well, twenty twenty, and we didn't even come. <laughs> we haven't even. I, the Meg thing. I, I'm not. I'm gonna leave the Meg thing alone because you know how you, you know how you. You just how team you, Tory. You're team. I am Tory. not team Tory. I am not. Look again. I just had a lot of questions. My And again, I've said this before on this very podcast. My biggest issue with this whole incident, here's my biggest issue with everything that happens. I don't understand the explanation to the public. Like, I don't understand that. Ethan, but you don't understand that. And to me, I'm like, absolutely. No, that's like number two thing that you do. You go and you address the public. Like, But do you, uh, why do you owe the... Okay, I'm not saying... Not put I'm out a statement. You. I'm supporting you. I'm listening to your music, to your art. You owe me an explanation. I oh? rock with you. Brittany. I rock with you. Brittany. Okay, it's like I this rock is, with you, Ethan, the and then have. you go shoot someone. Do I want to rock with you after you shoot someone? No. So I need you to explain to me why, what happened, what was the reason. Like Cardi B said, what was the reason? Mm. Like that. What was the reason? And that to me is my problem with the world right now. We are doing way too much explaining to people we don't even know instead of explaining to the people that we actually are supposed to care about. Like, like, like another thing that happened in 2020. This just happened. What? Cardi B's Thanksgiving celebration. What happened? She had to explain to the people why she had 37 people in her house for Thanksgiving. Because this my damn family, and I decided <laughs> to risk it. That's it. No, I know. That was stupid. I don't know why anybody had a problem with that. But this I is mean, the world we live in, like you just said. You owe me an explanation because I support your music. I follow you. Let me tell you something right now. I buy Chick-fil-A sandwiches on the regular. Not as much anymore because I don't eat as much bread. But still, do you think that they coming out and explaining to you everything? No. They might put out a press statement if something goes wrong in there or whatever because, of course, we all trying to protect the brand. But this whole notion that everything a celebrity does, they got to come out and explain it. Come on, they people. So you're like, you like how Beyonce and Jay-Z move where they I just I think that people should nothing. mind their damn business going into 2021. Like because you, because... <laughs> Look, because let me tell you something. You have to, we have forgotten that these people are human beings too. And what really gets me right is people that'll be all on Beyonce page, blah, 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 blah. Or if something doesn't go right, I'm so sorry. But meanwhile, they neighbor, they first cousin, they don't even call them to say hello. Beyonce don't know them people. Yes, yeah, she wants to support. That's why she tries to keep a good image and stuff like that. But does anyone, does, does, 
Does do any of us really need to know why the elevator incident happened? What do you mean? I'll definitely I was thinking about that literally yesterday. I was like, why is Solange be no this morning I was because I was listening to Beyonce um shiny, 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 shiny. All of us winning. And then I was like, man. She always puts out this good image, but I still want to know. And I didn't like how she didn't take a side in that elevator where she was just chilling there, you know, like a like a like a statue. She was just there. I don't see nothing. I didn't like that. Pick a side. Why does that bother you, though? What? Why does why does Beyonce? Why do they why do entertainers owe us that? He can't, cause we would They would have nothing if it weren't for us. They would have nothing. If we didn't support, they would have nothing. They could but have you the also, they, you could be, be. But they've given you what you're supporting: the dope music. You're so, want, Beyonce gives you dope music. That's her job. When you go to Beyonce's show, she leave it all on the stage. Her personal life, or what her and Jay Z arguing about? That ain't need to know information. To they you. are real people with real lives. Right. So tell me about it. Wow. Tell me about your life. Wow. I okay. always want to know. I want to know, man. I feel like that's the real stuff. Like, yeah, okay, cool. Your music's good. Don't nobody want to hear just hear about you. I hear your music. I play it. I don't need you to explain to me your song. You need to know what? why she named Blue Ivy Blue. Thank you. Why? Wow. wow. Do you know? Did she ever say? I don't care. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy that they have a healthy child. I don't care. The I'm, twins. I'm, I forgot she had twins. Really, but let me ask, okay. So as like as as now. your celeb as your celebrity grows, do you feel that you need to tell people like you need to be live? Well, this is me right now. I'm going in labor, y'all. Y'all need <laughs> y'all don't even understand. Oh wait, uh, look at this. This my this is my placenta starting to run out. Whatever that is, right? Y'all should see this right here. You know, that's you feel like you should do that with your life. Honestly, that is something I would do. Yeah, I really so you would. Feel, so you feel like when you and if you had a bay, when y'all are having issues, you you and him should address those online. I mean, the people want to know. The Not people want to know. Hey, don't think about it. You need to just run there and tell me right now. You know what my man did this morning? He ate all the last of the damn milk, y'all. That that's You feel like you should tell them all your business? Yes. Yes and no. Not when it's fresh. If it's still fresh and we're really still angry about it. No, 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 no Brittany. We want to know it when you know it. You well, know, we don't, we don't want to give you a chance to fix it and, and, and splice it the way you want to deliver it. We want it when you got it. Right when it happens, we need it right there. If you, right now, if your man got you jacked up against the door and he choking you, you need to go live. We want to know that what? right now. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm going live with that. We need you to, better believe I'm I, live. When he got you up there, because because you like, you like get him off me, somebody. You know, <laughs> you need to be live right there with that because you want to be in your business right all the time. I don't understand that hard. theory. I know you don't understand because you like to be private and I don't like that. I don't, I've never liked that with artists. It's never been like when I sit down with artists and I talk with them, okay, it's cool. Your music. Yes, absolutely. Of course we love it. But now tell me some stuff that I can relate to. Right. But that's an tell interview. That's different. I look when someone is doing press and they're giving an interview, that's totally different. You're asking the questions they can choose to not or not answer. So as a dope blogger, as a dope interviewer, you're right. You're asking those questions that the people really want to know. But I'm talking about this part where you really feel like, like I said, about Cardi B, perfect example, like Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. I don't feel Tory owes the world an explanation for what happened with him and Meg. I feel for him that, shooting Meg? Now, that's a different story. That, that Meg, that Meg Thee Stallion is not the world. She is one person. She is the person that he has the issue with. I really feel like, yeah, I'm like you. I believe they should talk. But I don't believe that they should talk on live. I don't believe that they should be, that they have to do it where we all can no, witness it. But they can talk about it after. Like I sat down with Tori. This is what was said. This is what happened. No, because that would make you happy. It wouldn't help the situation, though. It'd just make you happy. I think it would. I think it would. I think it would be helpful. Think about it. He is this, um, he's a shooter now, apparently. Wow. Yeah, he's a shooter, allegedly, I should say. Uh, but. He, that could be a learning lesson for other men who get angry and have a gun and not to shoot off and pop off. But it can't. What? What? She doesn't get a lesson out of that. 
well, what did she do wrong? She oh. just, she got out of the car mm. after they were arguing. See, and that's why you don't need to talk to the world because you get all these, 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 see, see how your shit was just on a slant when you talked about it? You what weren't you there. Mean? You weren't there at all. Eakin. You I were not, not there, there at all. Meg does not but, have a bullet hole in her leg or in her foot nowhere. There is not a bullet hole anywhere on Meg. There's some scrapes. There ain't no bullet hole there. They didn't pull no bullet out. None of that. There were fragments in her foot. Bullet fragments. That was... That, okay, we're going to have to look this up later. Brittany. But I'm like 1,000% sure. Brittany. They told her, they said, you have, a, you have bullet fragments in you. And she was like, huh? I do? Hmm. Mm-hmm. If she got shot in her foot, believe me, it'd be a whole lot different right now. We might have been talking. I'm sorry, the wound wasn't big enough for you. It wasn't, uh, you know. A, I'm a, not, look again. I'm not look again. I told you this in the beginning, so you're not gonna switch it on me. Like I'm the one who did it. Tory Lanez <laughs> is not me. My thing yeah. is, my thing is this. I still feel and I stand on this. I could be talking to Megan and I tell her, you don't owe Instagram Live an explanation. Ex- explanation. If this shit happened to you, turn his ass in. I'm a big believer in that. I ain't. I. I don't think that Meg is part of the no snitching culture. I don't think Meg, I, Meg, no matter how tough she talk, girls in the hood, all this stuff, I don't think Meg is that tough. I just don't. I don't. I think it's great records for a week, but I don't think Meg is that tough. I, Meg, nothing Meg says makes me believe that she out on the block being hood. Nothing. And she don't need to be. Yeah, she honestly do. I was with the way she be talking. But you know, that's another story. I'm not going to get into that because now I'm going to seem like a Meg bash. And again, I wish Megan Thee Stallion nothing but success. We're talking about a slight, a quick review of some things that we saw in 2020 that happened to hit our radar really heavy. And I know Tory Lanez and, and Meg Thee Stallion really hit your radar pretty heavy because you not only yeah. wanted to give him hands, you wanted to give him, you had to, I had to get you to put the guns up and all that other stuff. You won't apologize, none of that stuff. So, you know, um, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> what else happened this year? I'm trying to think. Um... Yeah. What else happened? Nothing. Hey, look, man, I I got what I needed out of this conversation. Well, I know. (laughs) Look, I mean, because you touched on a lot of good points, and and it wasn't meant. And honestly, when I when I brought this up to you, I wasn't trying to get a whole deep review. I just wanted honestly, and I think you did that for me, and I appreciate. I wanted to just talk to you about some things that actually like made an impact on you for 2020. You know what I'm saying? All that made you really go. Yeah, I remember that about this damn year. You know what I'm saying? And if I I know every time I spark up a, if I be like. Tory Lanes, you your your fuse immediately start just get yeah you just get lit. the gun just yeah. comes up you know Donald Trump you shoot you pull out two guns let's see look, if I are, had two hands right now yeah. if I had somebody give me a gun see these are the things that just spark you up so I so I knew it would be a decent conversation and I and I appreciate you in participating in it you know but it ain't gonna make me I just I just don't make people guilty anymore before I get all the facts and I still feel like it's a lot of cloudiness with the Tory Lanes and Meg Thee Stallion thing I go but by again, my gut. I go by my gut, Egan, and mm-hmm. my gut is telling me yeah. all the right answers. Mm. Okay. I believe you. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find you at on social media, Miss Brittany? Hey, follow me. I'm at Brunch with Brittany, uh, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. I'm at Basic Bridge. Follow me, follow me. Are you doing a lot of brunches? You know what? Um, I just did one last month. The next one is going to be in January because this month has just been crazy. So, yes, I'm doing another brunch. I don't have a date yet, but yes. Am I ever going to get invited? Yes, you for sure. You have to. You got to come to one of my brunches, but in January... I feel like I just on, invited myself. I don't really feel like that was an actual invite. I feel like well, I invited myself. Well, to be fair, you're not as close to me area-wise. What the hell? Oh, my God. I'm getting phone calls. Oh, well, you know, you're popular. Maybe they, maybe there's somebody that's on your brunch list. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. yeah, so you got to come to my brunch, Eakin. It'll be so much fun. You, and you got to bring your boys, too. I got um, some friends. Are those the ones with the Oh, question? my God. One more thing I'm thankful for this year. Okay. Last thing. Okay. And it's because, you know, with the economy and everybody losing their jobs, I'm really thankful that OnlyFans happened this year. Yeah, that was a big one. A lot of my friends came up. And um, a lot of people. So. <laughs> okay. Eakin, I'm done. I'm done.
I don't even know whether I should stay frozen or what the hell I should do after she plays OnlyFans. I'd like to thank the OnlyFans community this year for helping me make it through the year. You know, that electric bill kept coming and OnlyFans <laughs> got me through it. OnlyFans got me through it. OnlyFans kept OnlyFans kept the AC on in my house and all that good stuff, man. That's going to do it for us here at the DJ Eakin Podcast, man. Shout out to Radio Influence. Shout out to you, Miss Brittany. Of course, I can be found at DJ Eakin all over, you know, the uh, the uh, digital spaces and whatever, and on DJ Eakin TV. And I think I'm supposed to say, um, yeah, hit the subscribe button and all that good stuff, too. So. Hit subscribe. Share it with your friends. Oh, wow. Tell your daddy about it. Oh, wow, your daddy. He's always looking for a daddy, aren't you? I'm hey. just gonna go. I'm just gonna go. We gone. <laughs> this is a live bold and boss up quick fix on Radio Influence. Welcome, John Miles. We're so excited to have you. I happen to be listening uh, to a radio show, and they asked the question. What is the most dangerous animal on the planet? And so, you know, before he gave a response, they had a, a commercial. And, you know, my head immediately jumped to, you know, it's got to be a lion or, you know, could it be, you know, the tiny, um, could it be the tiny uh, jellyfish that they have in Australia or could it be, you know, a killer whale or a shark? Um, and then he, the, the announcer came back on and to my astonishment, he said, it's the mosquito. Oh, okay. I didn't expect that. Why did he say mosquito? Because they they take more lives per year than almost all other animals combined, especially, you know, in third world areas where you have malaria, typhoid, uh, other things that are transmitted by mosquitoes. But it the whole thing um, got me thinking, and it was one of those moments, you know, I think it's like when you're writing a song and it just comes to you. To me, the, the concept of the mosquito principle came to me at that point, and it's on this line that Stephanie was just talking about. And so as I started to think about it, um, we have so many influences that are around us. And oftentimes, as you alluded to, the influences we have are not the influences we need to have. And so when I started thinking about this, I, had, I identified three types of mosquitoes that you know we encounter. Um, the, the bloodsucker, the suffocator, and the PETA. If you're not familiar with PETA, it's uh, pain in the ass. Live Bold and Boss Up with Stephanie Marchese and Ashley Jiraki can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>